welcome to another episode of Experiencing Motherhood Single and Black. I am your host, Kim, and I'm so excited that you have decided to tune in and listen. If this is your very first episode, welcome. If you are part of the community here, welcome back. Listen, I am so excited to be back, y'all. I know I've been on hiatus, but thank you so much for your patience and graciousness. I really appreciate it. This has been a summer of transition for me, but I wanted to take out a moment to sort of check in with you guys and let you know what I have been up to. So I currently have a break for the summer, which I am so grateful for. I know many of you do not have the opportunity to get a summer break. It's like one of the only times um, during the year that I get a chance to have some me time. If it's not summer or a holiday, then I have my daughter all the time. So again, I'm just so grateful for this break. So while I've been on this mom break, I started graduate school. I know that I mentioned it before on previous podcasts that I wanted to go back to school, but I did not want to take out any student loans and rack up more student loan debt. So I finally decided to commit to going back and allowing my employer to pay for it. But here's the catch. They only pay $4,000. So the rest of it, I have to find a way to pay for it. I am still in the process of figuring out how I'm going to pay for it, but I have decreased my living expenses by $300. And you're thinking, Kim, how did you decrease your living expenses by $300? I moved. I moved into a smaller apartment, so I downsized. It's way less space, but I've been trying to figure it out. I still haven't completely unpacked, but I'm getting there slowly, but surely I Hope to be done by the time my daughter comes back and have everything back in order. But I downsized from a two-bedroom, two-bath, to a one-bedroom in a study, which is essentially like a two-bedroom. The study is just super tiny, and I don't have a lot of storage space. So if any of you guys have any tips for storage, definitely um, shoot me an email or DM me on Instagram. (laughs) I could totally use the help for that. If your employer has tuition reimbursement or what my employer has called direct bill, then I definitely encourage you to take advantage of that. A lot of times, if you're looking for leadership positions, they now require a master's. And so why not allow them to pay for it, right? So if you guys remember, Nikisha Wynn and I have been planning the Single Mom Success Tour, and we finally made it happen in Atlanta back in June, and it was amazing. We got a chance to sit down with the moms, talk about money, support, time management, and all the things that they were just dealing with. We allowed them to ask questions, and it was a really good time. I was just so honored to be able to have the opportunity to actually meet the moms in person because a lot of the times we're on Single Mom Chat or we're DMing back and forth on Instagram. And that face-to-face interaction time is just priceless. You know, just making that in-person connection and you guys getting to know the person behind the mic, right? (laughs) So one of the moms from the tour actually took action and she has created an additional stream of income by 
tutoring other parents kids which is so awesome because we don't always have the time to sit down and really focus in on what our kids need help with and so that is where she comes in so I'm again I'm just super excited for her and this opportunity to make some extra money while also impacting the lives of other kids I also got a chance to speak at the single mom empowerment conference hosted by Ashanti Odom here in Houston I think oftentimes moms are like, I wish I had more time in a day or I wish I could do this or I wish I had balance and complete balance doesn't exist. We all have to learn how to integrate our lives and our work every day. Like every day looks different. Some days you might be at home with their kids. Some days you may work more. And if you work a nine to five like myself, well, it's not a traditional nine to five. But in that sense, in the corporate world, you spend most of your day at work and then you come home and you have a few hours with your kid. And so you have to learn how to navigate that. Maybe sometimes that means taking PTO so that you have more me time or more time with your kids or on the weekend, you know, you plan out things with your kids so that you have more time with them. Make sure that you are eating dinner with them in the evenings. And so that is just some things that I shared with them at the conference. And I just want to take a moment to thank you guys for showing up. You know, uh, it means a lot to me and I really appreciate it, especially when I say that I'm going to be speaking at an event and you guys show up, even if you just started listening to the podcast. Like I had... Two moms come up to me at the event to say that they just started listening to the podcast and they wanted to come and meet me. So that just made me feel really good. So again, thank you, thank you, thank you. I can't thank you enough. (laughs) So while I've also, you know, been doing some things, I have gained weight And it's really getting to the point where I'm frustrated because, you know, the size six to eight pants (laughs) that I work hard to fit a couple years ago, I can't get over my butt anymore. And so yesterday I had a conversation with our wellness coordinator and our dietitian at work. And so I am supposed to schedule some time to meet with our dietitian to get a customized meal plan and I'm going to start going to more exercise classes so that I can really work on tackling this weight loss. So you guys stay tuned for that. I know a while back I shared on Instagram that I was committed to three days a week. So I've been pretty much keeping that up. Maybe one week I fell off, but I've been going three days a week. But the problem is not eating like I should be eating and meal prepping, which, you know, has been a struggle for me. But (laughs) I feel like once I have this customized meal plan, then I'm more likely to stick to eating right. So that's pretty much what's been going on with me. That's new. Now, what I'm up to. So my friend is turning 30 and we are planning a trip to Spain. She wanted to go to Barcelona for her birthday and then we're also going to visit Madrid and Paris y'all I'm so excited Paris has been on my list since I was a kid I've always dreamed of going to visit and I was like we are so close I can not miss this opportunity to go to Paris at least for a day so I'm really excited about that I'll be sharing how much it costed on the blog and 
how we are making this happen under a thousand dollars. So we're visiting three cities and we're staying <laughs> in mainly apartments and Airbnbs and we're flying to each city. So if you think that you cannot travel internationally under a thousand dollars, it's very much so possible. We got our flights for $204 from Newark to Madrid and from New Orleans to Newark. I believe it was around $200 or so. Again, I'll be putting out all of the actual numbers once we have our trip finalized. So just be on the lookout for that. I know you guys always ask me about travel. And so I like to share with you so that you see that it is possible. Now, some moms have been DMing me asking me, you know, Kim, when are you going to plan a trip for single moms? And so I told them that I tried to plan a cruise. It failed. I'm not ashamed. (laughs) It just failed. I don't know if it was too expensive because the cruise lines do not offer free cruises for the kids. So they have to pay the same price as adults. So I know that can become a bit pricey. Plus you have to get the flights to get there. So I have been thinking of a weekend getaway, something stateside that's more affordable. So if you guys would be interested in traveling as a group of single moms, then definitely reach out to me via email or you can simply DM me on Instagram to let me know that you're interested. It would be just a small intimate group though. Now also, I have been thinking about hosting a live podcast. Now, this is something that I've been wanting to do, but I just haven't done it. It will be here in Houston. If you're interested in actually attending a live podcast, let me know. I will bring in one or two guests that are experienced in the topic that I choose. Now, my therapist has told me that she would be more than happy to do it. And I am just so grateful for her. She's sort of like a life coach for me. (laughs) Um, On top of being a therapist, which I'm, again, I'm just so grateful for the people God has placed in my life in this season. But anyways, that's pretty much what I'm up to. Now, I wanted to share with you 10 ways that you can sort of get back on track. I know during the summertime, we sort of fall off our routines. We fall off our schedules. So it's time for you to check yourself and to get back on it, okay? So number one, change your mindset and the way that you think. I believe sometimes when people say change your mindset, you think, oh, it's an overnight process. Like I can just change the way I think. No, you're going to have to practice this daily. You're going to have to redirect those negative thoughts when you feel like, oh, I can't do this. You're going to tell yourself that you can. You're going to speak it out loud and you're not going to let those thoughts come out of your mouth because words have power. I want you to stop saying what you cannot do, and find out what it takes to do that thing that you want to do. What kind of skills are required? Is there anybody in your network that can help you? Is there anyone around you that can help you? Is there anyone on social media that you can reach out to? Listen, don't be afraid to DM somebody no matter how many followers they have. I shared with the moms over on Instagram that I reached out to a highly sought professional 
And I was talking to my director about it at work and he was like, well, do you really think she's accessible? And I'm thinking, I don't know. But what I do know is that she is passionate about helping the people behind her. And I had no clue that when I reached out to her, she would actually be interested in doing an interview. I have to interview a business owner for class and I felt that interviewing her would allow me more insight on the field because what I want to do is sort of go from leadership to consulting for large healthcare systems. Like that is my long-term goal. But anyways, I said all that to say, don't be afraid to reach out to people. Like you just never know who will be willing to help you. Granted, when you reach out, you're gonna introduce yourself and you're gonna talk about the work that you've done and how you've already researched that person. Let them know that you're familiar with their work and what they do. Don't just reach out asking for help. They wanna know how they can help you because you're helping yourself. Like a lot of times, people don't wanna help lazy people who are not willing to put in the work or do basic research. So again, I just encourage you guys to um, reach out to somebody that may be able to help you. Number two, review those goals that you set at the beginning of the year, personal and professional. You know, sometimes in January, we have all this energy and it really makes us forget what's realistic. If you work in corporate America, this is the perfect time for you to start planning for that annual evaluation. And if you're not interested in staying where you are, then this is also the perfect time for you to start searching for a new job. And if you haven't checked out the episode about making more as a single mom, then definitely go check that out. I have a lot of tips in there on how you can get on this path to increasing your income at your job. If you don't have a professional development plan, you should totally um, use this time to map one out. You should also be updating your resume quarterly, which you will find out in that episode if you go listen. But those are just some things that you could be doing right now um, to work on your professional goals. But then when it comes down to your personal goals, I want you to get clear on your priorities. We have to stop using time as an excuse and learn how to become masters of our time. And you know, the one thing I always say about time is that It's the one thing you can never get back. So once it's gone, it's gone. So you have to be careful with how you spend it. Number three, reflect on where you are and where you want to go. So you review those goals and you see where you are and now you know where you want to go. Number five, begin setting tasks aligned with the goals that you have set so that you can still knock them out at the end of the year. Listen, it is okay to change your goals and create new ones. Just don't lose sight of the vision, okay? You want to be able to take action. So if those things that you had in January, you know you can't do those, go ahead and reset those goals. Too often, we just put things on the back burner because we know we can't do them right now. So we'll say, we'll do it later, Or we'll do it another day. And it never gets done. So I encourage you to reset those goals if you need to. Number five, eliminate distractions. Think about those things that no longer serve you in every aspect of your life. Or those people that no longer serve you. I encourage you to evaluate that circle that you have. 
what are they feeding into you? Are they telling you you can't do this or you can't do that? Do they get jealous when you talk about your accomplishments? Are they celebrating the small things with you? Are they encouraging you? If anybody or anything makes you feel less than or make you have negative thoughts, then those are probably people and things that you should begin to get rid of. This is a cleaning season. This is a season where you're preparing to go to the next level. So you don't need things that are going to distract you from your vision and your goals. Number six, celebrate what you have accomplished. I know I am probably not the best person because a lot of the times when I do things, I don't think it's a big deal. But I have learned to celebrate the small things. And I encourage you to do that too. I know often as single moms, we're just like, oh, it's, you know, it's not that big of a deal. (laughs) We're not really used to people celebrating us because it's just us in the home. But if you did something really good as a mom and you know it, then pat yourself on the back. That's why it's so important to have those people around you that encourage you and lift you up and they celebrate with you because um, they can see the work that you're putting in. Seven, pick one thing that you want to be consistent with and work on that for the next month. So I challenged the moms over on Instagram with this one and I wanted to share this here too because I think it's so important that we learn how to discipline ourselves. And again, for me, I chose exercising because I know that I've been really struggling struggling in this area. And so no matter (laughs) how I feel, no matter what I'm doing, I have committed to three days a week at minimum. So most of the times for me, I try to make it to the gym at work because I can go when I'm done working. Eight, declutter. It is time to get rid of those things that you aren't using anymore, those old clothes that your kids are not wearing. If they're still in good condition, Other moms may be able to use them or you may be able to sell them to a consignment shop. And some moms even sell them online at stores like Poshmark, eBay, online consignment shops. There's tons of ways for you to get rid of your stuff, okay? (laughs) And then there's a Facebook marketplace. I forgot about that. A lot of um, people put stuff on there, even clothes. So you could totally do that. And earn some extra cash in the process. Nine, learn a new skill. So if there's something that you know that will help make your life easier or something that will help you reach the next level, then commit to learning that skill. For me, I've been thinking about learning how to braid hair because, you know, I don't want to comb my daughter's hair every day. So I've been looking into these braiding classes and... I'm thinking that may be my one skill before she goes back to school because that will help me decrease time with combing her hair every day, even though she has really fine hair. Professionally, I have committed to learning how to use a new software. So those are two things that I am working on learning. This new system at work and braiding. I just haven't committed to the braiding just yet, but I will keep you guys posted. 
Number 10, make time for face-to-face interaction. I have been really intentional about meeting people and actually like taking those meetings offline because a lot of times we meet people on social media, but we never really meet them in real life. So I've been doing a whole lot better with this and making sure that I'm actually connecting with the people that I meet. And so I encourage you to do the same thing. And I know I mentioned this before. I can't remember whether it was on the podcast or um, on Instagram or single mom chat, but I wanted to say it again. You know, my therapist stressed the importance of having adult face-to-face interaction without your kid. Like you need that at least once a month. So even after the summer is over, I want you to commit to uh, making that a priority. You need some time alone without your kid. It's always good to engage in healthy conversation because it helps you. You know, technology is changing our lives in the way that we communicate. So it's super important that we continue to be intentional about having these face-to-face interactions. Um, It helps us to improve our social skills and it helps us to be better communicators. And sometimes whenever you're texting and talking on the phone, you can't really read body language So you don't really know how that person is feeling about the conversation because you're not looking at them. I know they have FaceTime now and video calling, video chat and all those things, but it's just nothing like being in person. And a bonus one, do something with your kids if you haven't already. I've been saying I wanted to take my daughter to the beach for the past year or two and I have yet to take her to the beach, y'all. So I am planning to take her to the beach before she goes back to school. I will more than likely share our experience via Instagram and I'll share behind the scenes and how she likes the beach. She's never been. (laughs) Um, She's traveled to some places, but just never been to the beach. The last time we went to Orlando, it was too cold, so we weren't able to go. So I encourage you again to do something Fun with your kids if you haven't already. And it doesn't have to be anything expensive. There are tons of free things that are fun. I just chose to do this because, you know, I've been saying I was going to take her to the beach for a while now. And I want to make it happen for her. So that's all I have for now. We will resume our regular episodes next week. I hope this episode was helpful and you got a chance to um, find out what I've been up to and why I haven't been podcasting. Again, I just want to thank you for your patience. If you are not following me, head on over to Single Black Motherhood on Instagram and Facebook. You can find me there. Feel free to reach out via DM. As I've stated before, you can email me singleblackmotherhood at gmail.com. And if you're interested in getting involved in the community, you can join the Facebook group. The moms over there are really good about answering questions. And then you can sign up for the single mom directory. I'm so excited about that. Some moms actually met up recently because they found each other via the single moms directory. So we have quite a few states on there. So Once you sign up, I will add you to your state. And if there's somebody already signed up, you can reach out to them via social media and connect. It's all about how you utilize a directory to your benefit. 
So no more excuses about not being able to meet single mom friends because there are tons of opportunities uh, via Facebook groups, via social media in general, via the directory that I've created. So there you go. No more excuses about not being able to find single mom friends because they're out there. We just have to put in the work in terms of making connections and creating relationships. That's all I have for now. You guys have an amazing weekend and I'll chat with you next week. Thanks so much for listening.